Welcome to the Few Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Richie, Darren, and Mark. Hey, you know that check I was talking about getting you? I'll get it like sometime in 2019. <laughs> We're trying to help you grow those oranges, man. <laughs> and then they get angry or excited. Doesn't really matter which one, right? And and then they move on to a picture of their friend from high school just had another baby, right? Welcome back to the Few Podcasts. My name's Darren. I'm here with Mark, and looks like we had an election last week. Or I, I guess um, it's not quite over yet. Uh, if you look at the um, California races, there's about four or five California races that are only about sixty percent in. You know, since we're we're Venezuela, and and they got to figure out how many votes they need to get. How well, do you not have all of the votes counted by now? That's just ridiculous. Do you know what's interesting about those uh, four or five races where they're saying that they don't have all the votes in? They're all being led by Republicans? Yeah. Well, and also that uh, it looks like those returns are coming back heavy Republican. Like uh, the mail-in drop-offs are coming in as Republican is is what reports are showing. Um, And it's because this was the trial run for the Republicans to... Um, do ballot harvesting because they they flat out said, "Well, if Democrats are going to continue to do this, we can spend money to do it too." And so, I mean, these are probably going to come back hard as Republican. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. So, I mean, if the if we're gonna if we're gonna have this mail in ballot bullshit, then I mean, we we have to find a way around it. I mean, the Democrats are just better at cheating and. And we just, I mean, if you, if you consider ballot harvesting and all that bullshit cheating, which I do, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's within the rules. It's like the Patriots, right? (laughs) It's within the rules to videotape the other team's sidelines, but, uh, you know, the, the, there's no rule that says you can't do it. So I don't know. So we need to, well, not in California. mm -hmm. Uh, so we need to just, we need to do everything we can to, do exactly what the Democrats do. We need to have people go door to door months beforehand to to gather up the ballots. You know that's why it, it used to be. It used to be that you had to get everybody out on election day, so you had to go out and you had to bus people to the polls and yada yada yada. So if you had a a community that you know didn't vote and didn't really know how to vote, I don't know, like. Let's just throw a population out there, the Somali population. So if you didn't have that, if you had that community and they didn't really know how to vote or they didn't know who to vote for and they couldn't really read, you could just bust them to the polls and, you you know, you could same day register a bunch of people because in Minnesota, um, you can just register same day. And all you got to do is have somebody who says that who can vouch for you, who's a registered voter in that precinct to say that you live in that precinct. Yep. So, but you had to do that all on the same day. Now you can, now you can just do that for a month. You got a month to do that. So you can go everywhere and you can do all that stuff and you can get as many votes as you need because, you know, there's a lot of cigarettes you can give to homeless people. Well, I mean, Project Veritas showed that there were, there was, um, especially in Ilian Omar's district, uh, there was people paying for ballots you know, I'll pay you $15 for your ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so people would take it because yeah, I wasn't going to vote. Yeah, sure. You want, you want my vote for 15 bucks? Sure. 
Or maybe I came from a country where the warlord was going to win anyways. So if you're going to give me $15 for this meaningless piece of paper, sure, I'll take it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so or, I mean, or, you know, the cartel's candidate's going to win either way. So. Well, and so, I mean, it, it really just comes down to is, um, do I like that we are using ballot harvesting and, and trying to win the election that way? Absolutely not. Because it, it's not good for our democracy because at the end of the day, they won't even need the the actual voter anymore. It will all come down to who has the most money and who can get the most ballots in there. And it and it doesn't even become an election anymore. It just becomes a race to who can cheat better. Um, and and so then you'll have candidates not even debating <laughs> Democrats um, or or trying to put their ideals out there. All you're doing is saying, well, this is the way that my party wants to go and, and I'll just be a empty vote for them because they'll get me elected and then I'll get kickbacks when I'm in office. Or they'll just, they'll just take a candidate who doesn't e- even have a brain and they'll just run him. I don't think it can be that... Oh, wait. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how... It's me! Can you... No, he didn't say it's me. He said it me. It me. It me. <laughs> it me. Who's the next senator, senator from Pennsylvania? It me. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wow. seriously, how can you, like, how can you, they need to put mirrors in the voting booths. Because you need to look at yourself before you pull the, tri- pull the lever for that guy. Yeah, but I mean, the ones in the voting booth are, are Republicans. It, all the yeah. Democrats, he had 700,000 votes that came in from early voting. And do you know what the number one Googled phrase was in Pennsylvania after the first debate? How to change your vote. But that's always the case. Yeah. Oh, come on. That, that wasn't always the case. It wasn't always the case before two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, there's I mean, always that, been early voting. So, well, not early, well, not necessarily not early, early voting. Yeah, like weak early There's voting. Absent, I mean, it's absentee ballot voting. for the last or, last twenty years. So yeah, but I mean, like there used to be a reason why you would do that. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be out of the state at the time at that time, or I'm overseas defending our country. You know, now it's I'm too lazy to go to the polls, even though my my job will pay for my day off. So I can go and vote. Um, still, I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to go out and vote. And you know, but Mark, it's so these... hard to get away from your job at McDonald's to go vote. It's the it's the marginalized <laughs> people. It's it's the black people that can't vote, Mark, because they're marginalized. You know, just like global warming affects them more. Having yeah. to actually leave your house and go to a place where people can verify that you're actually alive is too much of a burden. Oh, and you can't get voter ID too. That's racist yeah. now, I guess. Yeah, cause, which because they're in inca- they're incapable of getting an ID. I guess you know. Even though that ninety five percent of all voters have an ID. Well, I mean, even so, you you're also supposed to you know it's free to get an ID. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's there's really no reason for it. It's a weak it's a weak argument and and um, I mean you know like I said it's it's going to be the end of our democracy with um, you know it's just gonna it, this is what it's gonna devolve into and and you're still gonna have elections in some areas there'll be 
you know, the, yeah. where there's yeah, the Republican areas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where there's good election laws, you'll you'll actually have to to go out and vote because they're not going to back away from this. Hopefully, I mean, you know, I mean it, it's it's spreading. You know, I think Minnesota. There's no way Walls got reelected as governor. Um, over yeah, Scott by Jensen. like by twenty percent. Yeah. 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 Well, was it, yeah, well, I mean, it was pretty, it wasn't that, it wasn't necessarily that high, but I mean, like, okay. it was pretty, it was more than 10. Yeah, no, I know. I know it was more than 10. It was like 43 to, um, was it like 43 to 56 or something like that? I can look here. Um, 50, 50, 52 to 44. So I guess 8%, I guess when it was all said and done. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I mean, like, again, what put him over the top was the metro area. Um, you know, and are you telling me that uh, twelve the metro out of the eighty counties, twelve out of the eighty counties, won? He won. Oh, really? That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's one, two, three, four counties around the metro, and then Rochester, Mankato, and then cause... Duluth. Yeah, that's where he's from, Mankato. He's not. He's from Nebraska. He lived in Mankato for a while. Oh, gotcha. He's not from here. I mean, he's a carpetbagger. But, but I mean, like, I mean, he calls Greater Minnesota rocks and cows, and he doesn't want to have anything to do with Greater Minnesota. And then, you know, he he didn't debate Jensen. you know, he he decided he didn't really even campaign all that hard. He dropped a few ads, and and that was pretty much it. And then, you know, I I mean, this this guy is is just a horrible governor who let the city burn. And so you're telling me that all these people in Minneapolis just decided like, no, no, that's okay. Like, it's fine that he let the city burn. It's it's not. It, it's fine that uh, crime is up 700%. Carjackings are up 900%. Catalytic converters are being cut off left and right. You know, but yeah. that's not his fault. He, it's, fine spent that, 20... it's fine that he stuck COVID, COVID patients in the nursing home to kill grandma. That's fine, too. Yep. And then, you know, I mean, and he's still voting for emergency powers for himself, I believe. So he's getting $50 million, which... Where is that money going? I mean, he oversaw the the um, two hundred and fifty million dollars to the to that food scam place. So um, where uh, it was a group of uh, Somali immigrants that were stealing from the pandemic relief two hundred and fifty million dollars and then donating it back into the uh, um, Democrats in in the state. Well, of course. So I mean, let's not let's not look at that FTX crap. Well, hold on, because we got to get to FTX. But I mean, think about this, though, right? I mean, because it is kind of tied to that FTX. Um, even when even when Walls knew that it was a scam, he kept pumping money into it. And when he was asked why, he was like, "Oh, well, the the FBI told me I had to to keep the key, to keep the case case going." And then they came out and said, "No, that's not true. Nobody told him to keep going." And then we find out that he was they were donating to Democrat donors. Um, uh, candidates, uh, how is that not 
impeachable. But yeah. now Democrats have everything. They have the Senate, they have the House, they have all the, the major offices in Minnesota. He's going to get away with it scot-free. Well, I mean, if they had a... Did did Keith Ellison win? I know that was yeah. pretty close. So close, they have a... But... Yeah, they have an attorney general, too, that's not going to pursue it. Yeah. yeah. And an auditor that's not going to pursue anything, either. So, yeah. they want... Even though that was super close, too. Um, mm-hmm. they found the votes. So, yeah, this it's, I can't, I just can't imagine living in Minnesota anymore. I mean, like, why would you do, I don't, yeah, I, it would just be, I don't know, disheartening. I just wouldn't, I'd be so pissed. I mean, you're going to have walls as your governor who's corrupt and basically killed rural Minnesota for no reason. No good reason whatsoever. Nobody in rural Minnesota was really affected by COVID. And then they he stuffed kids in at home for years when everybody knew that it didn't hurt kids. Like, no kids were dying of COVID. Then made them get shots that are probably much worse for them than COVID was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, can't do anything to Wallace because he didn't know any better. Yeah, let's... We didn't know what was going on, so... It was better to take actions which we've never taken before and uh, hurt everybody's... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, let's just do a bunch of shit that is counterproductive because we don't know what we don't know. So that means that we need to act and do stupid shit. That's This is the government in a nutshell, by the way. Yeah. The worst phrase you can ever hear is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. No, it's... I'm sorry, I... It me from the government. (laughs) That's the worst you can hear. Help help you again. Stand with me, me, coup de tay. (laughs) Coup de tay. Speaking of speaking of uh, Jellyhead, the uh, um, his wife has an Instagram account, and his like she has a bunch of pictures with him and her, and then other people, and every single picture, his head is halfway cut off. Oh really? Yeah. The uh, to probably because she's so small compared to him. Yeah, she's like a you know a small. She's a little person, and he's a giant, an ogre. Mm-hmm. And I believe well, his you... his brain is in the back of his neck. It it uh, liquefied and slipped back there. Ooh. Because <laughs> of the uh, stroke. Did you hear? Did you hear that she came out um, this week and said that uh, she isn't she. Is was an illegal immigrant before marrying him. Well, I mean, she's going to make a great senator. <laughs> yeah, right. God knows he's not going to be the senator. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I had heard that she was an illegal. And Ben Shapiro, or Ben Shapiro, Josh Shapiro, um, that uh, has already been telling people that who he's going to tap in case he can't do his duties. So it's already in the works. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that he's going to be in there for mid January, like even before he really takes office and then it's going to be, Oh, you know, he had a setback. Uh, He's not making much sense anymore. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that was ever, I mean, if the, if he rides it out, which they, it should be a scandal if he doesn't ride that out. I mean, he's got to, you voted for that shit. You got to take it. 
It doesn't matter if he can't do the job. That that's that was your vote, Philip. That was your vote, Pennsylvania. You deserve what you get. It, and as long as that Fetterman dude can stand up and say it me, he's the senator from Pennsylvania. <laughs> that's what you deserve. I mean, Minnesota had Paul Wellstone for ten years or whatever. That's what you deserve, oh, Minnesota. Come on now. What? Get it? That well, I know he was a liberal, but I mean, like you. He, he was dumb. Paul Wellstone was uh, an idiot. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he that he wasn't smart or a great senator, you know. But, um, but you know, I stepped on your FTX thing. I mean, because that is a huge story. I mean, uh, what are we thinking? Uh, fifty, sixty million dollars to uh, Democrats funneled through Ukraine. Yeah, well, I mean, that and, you know, this, I don't know how this guy got his money because what they're saying is, like, he, the people who are doing the bankruptcy for this FTX company, they also did the bankruptcy for Enron. And they're saying, Mm -hmm. this is so much worse than Enron, it's not even, it's not even funny how bad this is. Like, they did nothing that they were supposed to. And, and basically it collapsed and yeah i mean it was the worst fraud they've ever seen and they they did enron yeah well enron you know what people don't understand with enron is is that you know this was something that enron had done in the past and they just never had gotten caught right you know they were borrowing against um employee pensions uh for for lost revenue in a quarter right um had enron not had that whistleblower, it'd probably still be around today. I mean, as as shady as that is, um, you know, they were they were cooking the books. I mean, they were just trying to cover up some losses, um, which isn't which isn't good. I'm not trying to. I mean, obviously, my family was directly um, impacted by Enron, so um, you know, I have no love for them. Uh, but I mean. You know, had had there not been a whistleblower, they'd probably still be going. This Ponzi scheme was going to blow up here sooner or later with with yeah. this FTX, and he just pissed off the wrong guy that decided to make a run on him. And when and when he made a run, and everybody else was asking for money, he couldn't cover it because he was saying that they were worth nine point five billion dollars worth of assets in crypto, and and. Like they looked at the books, and there's some estimates that say that they had six hundred and seventy some million dollars in in assets, and there's some that are saying it was way less than that. Um, that that I mean, he might not he might not have had nearly anything left in the bank, and and really what they were looking at was he had built in a back door into his into his, the investment. Um, so as they were getting people, um, investing into this crypto and buying these FTX coins, um, he had a back door where he could funnel the money to his girlfriend's, uh, hedge fund, uh, to cover up her losses. And then they were, um, well, she was like, you know, she was like the CFO of the company too. The CFO of, of the hedge fund. Um, but uh... like she... Yeah, yeah, if you if you look it up, like um 
so well and here's here's where this even gets stranger um her dad is like the head of some regulation place and and his dad is like a top lawyer for um i i forget but like the people who have ends with all these regulators uh and and people on wall street like their parents are both like big time players so this probably they're probably the ones that help set up this scheme but you know this this uh sbf kid um uh what's his name sam brinkman Fried or something yeah yeah um he's he's gonna end up being the fall guy like he's gonna have everything come in down around him. He's gonna be left holding the bag, and well, now Pacific, they're even saying. Pacific was saying that there's a good that he thinks that this could be deal something with the CIA, and the CIA was just laundering money through it, and then he's just the fall guy. Which yeah, I don't put a whole lot of stock into what Pacific says anymore. He's just kind of a he's kind of a weirdo. He's he's a hit and miss guy, but there's a lot of times that he's right. Yeah, it's because he gets tips. But... Yeah. He's pooping and scooping, huh? Yeah. Somebody sends him something, and then he's like, oh, I got a podcast, or post that. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, I'm just saying that when I when I look at it, right, and when you, and when you look at what um, is going on here, um, I mean, this is, this is a pretty big deal, that if, if there is a, an investigation to this, which there should be. Um, and it comes out that our tax dollars were getting funneled through Ukraine back into the democratic fundraising. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big scandal. Well, I mean, the, the worst, the worst part of this scandal is it just shows, you know, what basically crypto is, you know, it's worth nothing. I mean, it's it's a number on a computer. So, you know, if you have your money with, if you have your crypto with one of these exchanges and, you know, you're keeping it on an exchange, there's nothing that says that it's your money. It's, if somebody hacks this exchange, it's gone. It's all gone. It's not like yeah. there's a ledger or anything that, that they can say that it's yours. You know, it's all... It's they call it crypto. It's encrypted. Nobody knows who owns the wallet. So if somebody takes all the money, it's just gone. It's not. It's not like stocks. Like they have your your name is on the stock. They know that that you own it. If something were to happen in the exchange, they could unwind it so that you had it back. Yeah. It's not but like once, it's. Uh... Yeah. Once the crypto's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So. Oh, and you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I just think that it's um pretty crazy here though that that uh you know this guy is probably gonna see some jail time and well he better I, I mean he better see jail time for the rest of his life I mean he should he should lit, he should go he should be in jail for the rest of his life if the guy Why? who did Silk Road is in jail for the rest of his life this dude should go to jail for the rest of his life what he, but. He was only earning to give, Darren. He's a super great guy. His whole yeah. life is about if you have a hundred dollars, you should give away that hundred dollars. Well, you know that uh, Bernie Madoff gave money away too. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. The the Porsche dealers got to eat too, you know. Anyway, yeah, right. um yeah, that this if it comes out that this money was funneled to Democrats, obviously nothing's going to happen, but I just I uh, I don't know. The, and now the the House Republicans, now that they've officially taken back the House, has said that they're going to start investigating Biden and, and I hope that they that they can get somewhere because they need to get this shit. They need to get the documents. They need to get the laptop. They need to get everything. And although they have the laptop, but they need to get everything on, on, um, on Biden because all this corruption, all, you know, obviously he talked to his son about his, his dealings in other countries. I mean, what father would not talk to their son about that crap, especially if you're the vice president of the United States. Well, and especially if your son is coming to you and saying, Dad, can you meet with these um, executives of Burisma? What's Burisma? Oh, they're a natural gas company in Ukraine. Oh, sure. I'll meet with them. What's going on? Oh, they're giving me an $80,000 a month job. Yeah. That that whole Ukraine thing. I mean, you go with... You go with, you know, Trump gets impeached because he's like, well, I don't want to give you the money because you guys are corrupt and we don't know where it's going to go. And and plus, you guys, you know, what's going on with Biden? I mean, what's going on with this corruption in Ukraine with this Burisma bullshit? You need to give me some information on this because this is, you know, we can't be having this. And then mm-hmm. you go, you know, he get, Trump gets impeached over it. And now look what's going on in Ukraine. I mean, seriously, it's so much worse than anybody would have ever thought. I mean, he's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's that they just insane. Blew up a, they blew up a house in Poland to try and get us to go into World War III with them. Yeah, it, it's just, we need to just let, we just, we just need to leave there. It's no more money. You, you just go... Let Russia take you over. I mean, it can't get worse. I mean, how can it be more corrupt? We're giving them forty more billion dollars. Yeah. Before Congress changes over, I don't know why we. It's so important to do it right after uh, Congress, right before Congress uh, switches to uh, Republican majority. But oh, well, it's just yeah, just the House. But yeah, yeah. At least well, there'll be. At least there'll be... So here's my prediction for the next two years. Right about probably, I'm going to say September of 2024, there's going to be a big... The Democrats are going to come up with a budget that has the moon in it. It's You're going to have to... Everybody's going to have to buy an electric car. You're never going to be able to buy... You're never going to be able to drive a gas car anymore. All the state parks are going to be... Their funding is going to get quadrupled. The schools are going to get gold-plated toilets. It's going to be in the budget, and then when the Republicans say no, that this budget, you know, we're not going to do that, they're going to shut the government down in about September or August of of 2024, and everybody's going to blame the Republicans, and the Republicans are going to lose again. That's my I, prediction. I don't like so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, know, I wholeheartedly, but they're probably not even going to bring up a budget because they're. They're gonna have the gavel. They're just gonna say, "No, we're not even we're not even voting on that bill. We're not gonna vote on any bills. In fact, we're gonna do investigations." They're they're already putting out what they're what they're gonna to try to say is, 
I thought they were going to do something about crime and inflation. What's their What's their goal? We can't do anything about crime and inflation. You guys have the Senate and you guys have the House. There's nothing we can do about it. Oh, you mean the presidency? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the I'm sorry, the executive and the and the Senate is what I was trying to say, but you know, right? Like mm-hmm. there's nothing we can do uh about crime and inflation. We can we can put out a a budget that we're that we're going to draft up and and send out there but you guys are going to tr- you guys are going to shoot it down in the in the uh Senate and you're going to say that um that you know that uh, you're not going to vote on it and Biden's yeah. not going to Biden's not going to sign it. So I mean there's really nothing we can do but you know what we can do with this very slim majority we can make this all come to light. The Hunter laptop, the FTX, the voting uh, we need to investigate what's going on there. I mean, it's funny how uh, right after the election, all of a sudden Josh Shapiro, uh, you know, opens up an investigation into a into the Democrats' uh, widespread uh, voting uh, issues in 2020 and 2022. Isn't that weird? Jo- I don't know. Josh Shapiro is a Democrat, right? Yeah. So he's uh, he's investigating the Democrats in 2022. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it either. But it sounds like you know he he had pressure on him to um, investigate voter fraud, and so he's opening up an investigation into it as as one of his last acts as AG. Uh, before I I think I think they lost the AG in in Pennsylvania. Oh, maybe they're going to investigate it quick and close it and be like, oh, well, it's over. You can't do it again. No taxi yeah. backsies. <laughs> maybe that's, you know, I didn't even think about it, but that's, um, um, that might be, that might be why. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, they, they need to, they need to do exactly what the Democrats said the Republicans need to do. They need to take, they need to take and they need to find two Democrats that are complete assholes to their party. You know Liz Cheney and whatever the fuck Kinzinger, and they need to create the the Joe Biden Commission, and they need to do seven Republicans and two Democrats, just like the Democrats did. Not give the any, not give the Democrats any say on who gets to sit on the committee. They're just going to put the two douchebags on there, and then they need to just hold two years worth of hearings, and just you know just slowly leak shit out constantly for two years, and then. Um, yeah, after that, and then basically right before the election, you know, when when the Democrats are up for, or when Biden's up for re-election, then you need to just drop everything, especially the bad stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and might as well just feast on it, like the, like the Democrats did, you know, and just constantly say, hey, there's, there's more worse shit that's coming out. Just wait, mm-hmm. wait until you wait till you see what's coming out here. We can't talk about it right now because it's it's highly classified. But as soon as we can declassify it, you won't believe what he did. And then when that time comes, you know, then actually release something. Unlike what Trump, Trump, you know. I mean, um, remember the Mar-a-Lago raid in August, yeah. where when they were saying that he had he has nuclear codes. Dig up Ivanka Trump because I bet I bet he hid uh, national secrets in there. That like that's the only reason he had her buried out at Mar-a-Lago. And oh my God, you know this is so terrible. Um, what did you guys find 
in that big raid, in that unprecedented raid against uh, a former president. Nothing. Oh, nothing. Yeah, it was nothing of consequence. So, so what what did you raid him for? Well, you know, he had a couple of mementos uh, that he wanted to keep that he was fighting with uh, the the library about. Yeah. Oh. Good thing you raided his house and tossed his shit around. Well, it's all it's all you know Stalinist task tactics. If you don't agree with us, we're gonna we're gonna sit there and we're gonna raid you. And not only that, but we're gonna call CNN so they can sit outside the house and watch you get raided. And we're gonna do it at gunpoint. Whereas the Democrats, if they get raided, they get called the day before and told that it's coming, and then. <laughs> And then, you know, there's no guns. It's, you know, let's just step outside. We're just going to go look through look through some shit. But the Republicans, like, take Roger Stone, for example. They're going to sit there and they're going to they're gonna send an entire SWAT team in there for what? Like, what does he have in his house? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And there's no, I mean, he, he didn't do anything. I mean, he got pardoned for lying to Congress, but that's like one of those FBI gotcha traps, you know? Yeah. Um, do, you like, said you you said you didn't have any any knowledge of Trump communicating with Russia. What is this email that you got from some random guy that said that Trump was communicating with Russia? Well, it's an email from some random guy that doesn't know anything. I mean, uh, what, what do you? I mean, like, what do you? This is is this real? I mean, is this seriously what you're trying to? Yep, he lied. He knew because some random guy who emailed him, you know, from some address said that trump was communicating with russia well it turns out that uh that random email uh from russia was actually from a computer owned by hillary clinton's foundation yeah true story true story yeah but they traced that shit back in in the durham investigation you know this message from a bank that was supposedly transferring money uh into an account for um Trump, one of the allegations that they made, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out that it was actually an IP address hidden to look like a Russian IP address, but it was actually coming from Pennsylvania from an office uh, that uh, one of the Media Matters Hillary Clinton bullshit companies um, was actually sending those messages. Yeah. It, like it, the, I don't I don't understand. See, here's the thing that I don't get with with all of this shit, like the Hillary Clinton stuff. Like she thought she was going to win in a landslide. Why what was the point of all of this? I mean, like sure. why why would you why would you try to tire Trump to Russia? I mean, unless it, I mean, I I get that she was trying to do that to kind of take the focus off of her, you know, the one of the rules for radicals things was whatever you're doing, make sure you accuse your opponent of it first so that it doesn't look so bad when when you when it's found out that you were doing it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what it was, but I don't I just don't I guess I don't get why she would try to tie Trump to Russia. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, nobody thought Trump was going to run. I mean, he was a fool. He was a clown. There's no way that he's going to win this. You know, any right-thinking person is going to vote for the first woman president. Mm-hmm. So, I, think, yeah, I just yeah, I just don't get that. I think it was to hedge her bets. You know, I think like she wanted to make sure that 
she was going to win no matter what. So like that, there wasn't any possible thing, like leave it all out on the court, cheat as hard as you can, you know, don't, don't do mail-in voting and ballot harvest. Like you don't want to look that crooked, (laughs) but well, it wasn't legal in most of the States. It was only became legal because of COVID. Yeah. Which somehow just all of a sudden appeared out of nowhere and it was released from a lab. Yeah. And also the, uh, which, you know, now Trump is running again. And one of the things that he said was, is that Russia uh, played a part in our, in that 2020 election being stolen. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. So maybe, maybe we'll find out one day that, yeah, it was released from a lab. And also here's an email from the DNC to China um, saying that, you know, if you release this, we're going to lock down the world and well, help us steal this election. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of, you know, kind of destroyed the economy. You know, if you're part of that World Economic Forum and you wanted to slow everything down, you wanted to stop greenhouse gases and you wanted to ruin everybody's, you know, net worth, that was a pretty good way to do it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, you know what also took a hit in the pandemic was um birth rates went real low. And now because of the vaccine, it looks like uh sperm count is down sixty two percent in males. Yeah. Uh, um and and so then you have Chuck Schumer going out there and saying that uh, uh because of this decline we're not we're not at replacement level. Um you know, for, for kids. The only way th- that we I can thought that was this... the plan though. I thought the plan was that we would, we would lower the population. I thought that was their whole plan. Well, it, they've never come out and said that, you know, that's what they wanted, but also, you know, um, the only way this country is going to survive is if we start letting in a lot of other immigrants and we get as many immigrants as we can into this country. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, it's almost like, you know, they want to replace the people here in this great transition of uh, population mm-hmm. from other countries. I don't know what you would call that, but you know. maybe like a great replacement theory. Yeah, may- something like that. I guess you yeah. would call it a theory, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We should yeah. we should find out if somebody's ever talked about that before. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> kind of weird, but yeah, I I don't know. It's this whole, just the whole election landscape. I mean, there's the way. I don't know anybody. I know a few people that you know. They don't really. The people that are for Democrats don't really have a stake in the world. Like they don't know anything. They they don't own anything. They have car payments. They live in apartments. You know, it's just like they probably don't even they probably don't even have car payments. They they only live in apartments and they walk or take the bus anywhere. They don't have a stake in anything. You know, it's like mm-hmm. people who don't own stuff. They don't give a shit about it. They just. Like, oh, well, I put a hole in my apartment wall, whatever. I don't own it, so I'll just move, and then it'll be gone. You know, whatever. If I don't pay my rent, whatever. 
I don't own it. It's not like the bank's going to take it. I'll just move because that's what I do. You know, it's, it's, I don't own the car. Bank owns the car. You know, if I get into an, to an accident and I'm, and I'm upside down, no biggie, whatever. I'll just, that's the type of people that vote for Democrats. Hopefully, hopefully the other person has insurance because I sure as hell don't. Yeah. People who don't have a stake in the world, you know, it's like people who get free tickets to stuff don't show up because what am I out? I'm not out anything if I don't mm-hmm. show up, you know? It, anyway. You, no, well, I, no, I, I really do think that you're onto something, you know? Uh, I mean, because you, you wonder why so many people voted for Democrats this this time around and one i think is yeah um the voting the the mail in voting and and all that stuff um i think that's part of it but i mean it still shouldn't have even been close they sh- they shouldn't have been able to even been able to game the system because there should have been that many people going out there and saying 50 year high inflation i mean really it's even worse than that i mean Everyone talks about the Carter administration. Well, the, the Carter administration topped out at like 10, um, uh, 10% inflation rate. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I think it was the first time that it ever hit double digits in unemployment and in inflation at the same time. They didn't think that that ever could happen, and Carter did it. Um, I mean, yes, the unemployment rate is, what, point seven or 3.8 or whatever it is. I mean, it's going to go up over four um, after this last week with all the tech layoffs. Um, But, uh, um, you know, the unemployment, it was at 3.8, 3.9, but the true inflation is at like 17 or 18%. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost double what Carter had, which was a 40 year high before that, you know, I mean, it, and, and anybody in their right mind should have said that we're, I mean, 75% of the people polled coming out of the, out from voting all said the country is going in a bad direction. So if 75% of the people said that the country's going in the wrong direction, how do you vote for Democrats then? I don't know. You're either too hanger. dumb. It's code hanger for Congress. Code hanger. It me. <laughs> well, no, you know um, what that means. They just people no, are voting for abortion, yeah, which doesn't but make I mean, any sense because there's really no. It's not like abortions are illegal. It's just that it's to the states now, so you can still get an abortion if you want one. You just might have to drive a couple hundred miles. Okay. Yeah. But but what I'm saying is is that I mean if you're if I really don't think that that could have been their number one issue. You know, the country going in the wrong direction, seventy five percent. Maybe maybe they're saying that the wrong direction was that Roe versus Wade got overturned, and we just have that many soulless skanks that want to kill their kids. Um, that uh, that that was part of that seventy five percent. I'm just saying that I, it, it's just amazing to me how people can say well, the the country's going in the wrong direction. So the party that's in power, I'm going to keep them in power. Well, what I what I I love the I love the media nowadays. I mean, they're not even pretending to be impartial. You know, it's whenever, whenever they talk about Trump, um, you know, saying that the election was stolen. They always say his baseless claims that the election was stolen. 
Well, you know, it's not really a claim. He's he's expressing an opinion. You can't say it's a it's a baseless claim. And two, there are, you know, there were irregularities. There's a video of people multiply scanning ballots, the same ballots over and over again in an election center in one of the areas. I mean, how do you say that that's baseless? So besides that, you know, besides all the weird shit that happened, I mean, you know, the votes are getting counted later, you know, all of a sudden all everything flipping after election day, besides all the, all the random shit that was just weird. You got a media that's saying baseless election claims, you know, this is the most secure election in history. And they just repeat this shit that's completely untrue or, you know, or is an opinion, right? You can say mm-hmm. it's an opinion. You, you can say it's the most secure election. My opinion is it was the most secure election in history. You can't tout that as a fact. It's just not a fact. And you got the, the media just repeats this shit over and over again, and it's all opinions. It's not it's not a provable fact. You can't prove that this was the most secure election in history. It's not provable. It's just not provable. And it's not provable that there was no election fraud. That's not provable. You can't prove it. So to state that it just didn't happen is not I don't know. It's just you know, I was listening to a couple of different podcasts. One, you know, I listened to Ben Shapiro, and Ben Shapiro as much as I like that guy, I'm getting close to my falling under the 80% of the times that I agree with him. You know, like I'm, I'm getting real close to not listening to him. I, I think he's a very smart guy. I think he has a lot of great opinions. Um, but there are some times where he just gets up on his high horse or he starts saying something and it's like, this is super personal for you. And, and I can just tell that you're, you're slanting your argument one way and you're leaving holes out there. Right. Um, that can easily be punched through. And one of the biggest things is, is when he sits there and goes, there was no election fraud, nothing, or there was election fraud, but nothing meaningful that would have caused um, a change in the election. It's been investigated. Everybody knows it. That's why um, nothing got picked up in the courts is because there was no proof of a of, of fraud. No, that's not what any of these court cases were not picked up for. They were all p- not picked up because they were like, well, um, you know, we're not we're not going to move forward with an investigation because of X, Y, and Z. Because there was, you know, this was the law, um, and so this was legal for what people were talking about with the ballot harvesting and X, Y, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And oh well, you know, um, this is two days after the election. You don't have any proof. Yeah, but we're asking you to investigate. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Like, you need to come back to us with proof. Well, okay. You know, you have people who were willing to testify, people who were coming in in front of the court saying, this is what I found. I'm under oath. This is what happened. There was large number of ballots coming in from nowhere. Um, and, and, you know, people who should be bipartisan election officials standing up in front of everybody saying that we are going to make sure that Trump doesn't win. Like that shouldn't happen. You know, um, people who were saying I, you know, I was standing with a Democrat looking over at curing the votes and, and um, you couldn't tell who this person was voting for. And they were just straight line putting Democrats down on the ticket, you know? So like you have claims 
Now they need to be investigated. Now they now you need to say, like, we need to find some proof. And it's never been done. So mm-hmm. anyone who sits there and says, like Ben Shapiro and goes, well, there was no election fraud. Show me the investigation. Show me where we took time to find out if our elections were sound and safe. If this was the most fair and free election, what investigations did we do to, to do that? Well, Ben, you know, um, not Ben Shapiro, but uh, uh, William Barr uh, came out and said that he looked at it. Okay, where's his work? Don't tell me that you came up with the answer. Show me how you got to that answer. Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, then go fuck yourself. Because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't trust you as far as I can throw you. Yeah, and nobody can throw Bill Barr far because, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe we should just move on. Yeah, sorry. That's depressing. Go and do some absurd <laughs> stories. Sure. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll start first. This one's from UN Women. It's the UN Women Twitter account. Of all, This is a pretty good tweet. Of all journalists killed in 2021, 11% were women. In 2022, this was 6%. On International Day, a day to end impunity for crimes against journalists, let's say it out loud, stop targeting women journalists. <laughs> so I, I guess 11% is too high. That seems so, pretty minuscule to me. All the other, so 11% were against women, right? So mm-hmm. that means that the uh, other 89% were against men? Yep. But that's, that's okay. they, they would rather them kill men. Okay. Well, I mean, to tell you the truth, patriarchy-wise, me too. Women should be revered and protected. <laughs> yeah. But, um... All right, this one I I it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, but I I just thought that this was so um asinine that it that it was said. Uh after clinching the Senate, Dems eye the unthinkable, holding the house. Like this came out on this this came out on Sunday. What are you going to do um like a, almost 2 weeks after the election that you're going to uh I at keeping the house. Like I shouldn't all the votes be in? Like what are... <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't understand that. They sh- they should have already be you know, I mean, the election's been decided. It just depends on how many votes are cast. So how can you hold this hold the house still? How can you yeah. eye holding the house? Yeah, I I agree with you yeah. with what you're saying. This one's pretty good. Uh cash me outside girl, bad baby. Not only made $50 million on OnlyFans, she just spoke to a packed house of academics at Oxford. Mm-hmm. Did you see that also uh, she changed her look? No, what's, what's her look? I don't get it. Uh, she, well, you remember what she looked like before when she was on Dr. Phil, right? Yeah, she looks the same to me, but... No, not anymore. Go look for a recent photo of her. There's, she there's one in blonde... this... Oh, she doesn't have bleach blonde. She's got black hair here, but yeah, she bleached blonde her hair, and she also darkened her skin, and then got lip injections. She looks like, I mean, she's doing blackface. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty bad. Um, all right, here's one. 
uh, that uh, the lefties keep trying to push. Affairs put a spring in your step and boost your self-esteem and life satisfaction. But only if you're a woman, study finds. <laughs> uh, I wonder if it was written by a woman. Yeah. It was? <laughs> yeah. All right, this is... I, if I was her husband, I would, I'd be like, what, bitch? What the... <laughs> yeah. This one's from the Daily Mail. Should you save a dying stranger if you know that they eat meat? Oxford philosopher controversially argues that it's ethical to let them die because of the suffering they cause to animals, and he's not even vegan. Oh, man. All right. Um, tuck holding can be a positive for some couples, study says, by Brian Stelter of CNN. I think oh. you might have added the end, end of that part. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Rain Wilson changes his name to Rainfall Heat Wave Extreme Winter Wilson to protest climate change. Recycle Kill Cop is going to kill you. <laughs> Yeah, that one's that one's a little absurd. I I don't know what good that's that's gonna do, and I don't know if he actually did it. That sounds like kind of a joke, but maybe he did. I don't know. Attractive female students saw grades drop after a switch to online learning during pandemics. New study shows. What was that? Attractive female students saw their grades drop after a switch to online learning during the pandemic. So, you know, these these horny pedophile male teachers, not, I'm not saying all male teachers are pedophiles or anything like that, but I mean obviously there are there are stories that you can have in every high school about creepy fill in the blank here who always had the attractive girls sit up front or always made the attractive girls stay after class. Um, gave the, gave attractive girls good grades. Um, and, and, uh, during the pandemic, you know, you know, and that's always been all well, you know, that's just, those are isolated instances, you know, even though every Mm -hmm. high school has that story, um, well, during the pandemic widespread, you know, attractive female grades dropped. I wonder why. Yeah. So this one is just so nuts that I had to actually find it because I didn't believe the Twitter screenshot. It's from Tablet Magazine. It's called Pitbulls, the Jews of the Canine World. Wow. (laughs) I've always loved dogs that look like Pitbulls. Wide and smiling faces, goofy expressions, broad chest and sturdy bones, short coats and enthusiastic tails. I grew up... Not knowing about dogfighting or about the breed's vicious reputation. My terror was reserved for German shepherds, my equally frightened little brother, whatever. So basically she's saying that, that the pit bulls have a reputation because, you know, people just see them as something that they're not. And, you know, kind of like the Jews, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. If you own a pit bull, you should be in jail. Uh, yeah. Um. Much. All right. Woman who married a rag doll claims their relationship is hanging by a thread after he cheated by texting another woman. 
Okay. Do you need me to say that again? Does that not make a lot of sense? <laughs> yeah, the ragdoll texted somebody. So mm -hmm. let's just um, let's let's put this to the to our logical cons logical um, ends. The ragdoll has a phone. The ragdoll is able to text. The ragdoll must have a job because the ragdoll's got a phone. Yeah, this one's a little absurd. <laughs> I'm out unless I can look for old ones, but um the only thing else I had was um my last one because all the other ones were we kind of talked about was San Francisco launches transgender guaranteed income program. Um low income transgender people uh from San Francisco can now earn $1200 each month guaranteed. Yeah. You know, I I don't understand how you can choose to be oppressed in the today's society. You you would think that if you're I don't know, let me just say that if it was I don't know, let's say that I if you drive a Ford that you're oppressed, like something would happen to you that you would be oppressed and the Chevys are the same price. If you chose to drive a Ford, why would you get anything for it you could just choose to buy a chevy and not be oppressed i think that if i was in san francisco i would definitely apply and say that i identify as a woman and i'm a lesbian yeah i'd here's say pretty... that for twelve on twelve hundred dollars yeah here's a pretty good one from i think the last time i don't think we've went over this but uh university of California Berkeley prepares to offer a Nicki Minaj course in 2023. The class will examine how to wipe that ass. <laughs> the class will examine the rapper in the context of the broader historical social structures and hip hip hop feminism, a professor said. Wow. Worse people? Sure. I don't have anybody, but we can do it. I'll find one. Uh, I was just going to do Nancy Pelosi. Okay. With her whole uh, spiel today about her stepping down and doing, um, you know, a big speech about how it's the next generation's chance and all this other crud. And, uh, you know, basically she's going to stay in Congress, even though she's 174 years old. Um, uh, but she's not going to go for leadership. And something tells me it's because, like, you know, the, that story about her husband and everything else, like, I think that there's going to be some shit that hits the fan here. And, uh, well, I think, she that, she, I think that, that she had made a deal with the Democrats that if they lost the House again, she was going to step down. But, yeah, I think there's going to be something like that that comes out, too. Yeah. I love Zero Hedge had a thing like Nancy Pelosi's gonna retire. So here's here's her new desk in her um in her uh, office and it was just a computer with a bunch of stock trading shit on it, like like thirty five <laughs> monitors. <laughs> uh didn't doesn't everyone else have like a nine hundred thousand percent increase in your stock trades? Like you put a thousand dollars in and get a hundred million dollars back? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my um, my worst person of the week is Giselle 
Barito Fetterman. I'm pretty sure that's her real name. It's B-A-R-R-E-T-O, Barito. <laughs> oh, she's related to that uh, douchebag that lost uh, the governor in Texas. Beto? <laughs> Beto? That's not his real name, though. That's Robert Francis. His, his name's not even Beto. I know. I know. Well, somebody, somebody put... Sorry, I don't mean to derail your uh, worst person, but somebody put out there, um, God, where did he go next? And he called himself, uh, oh, he went to like Louisiana and called himself like a Creole name, you know? Oh. <laughs> so if if you don't know who this is, this is John Fetterman's wife, who happens to also be an illegal or wasn't illegal when she married John Fetterman. So she... Um, she basically is riding this guy who's got no brain to power and is probably going to be the next senator from Pennsylvania because that's just where we're at right now. You mean we have right? No, I mean, she. Pro- I, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Shapiro dominates her. I mean, why not? <laughs> I mean, she's she's liberal enough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. She's... It kind of makes me, I mean, you look at Fetterman and it kind of makes you think that she's, she married him for a green card because, yeah, I mean, that dude's yeah. ugly. <laughs> that dude is ugly. So he's, she's 40 and he's 53. Ugh. I'm going to say, I'm, I mean, I mean, I'm going to say that that's a green card right there. Oh, yeah. I would agree. I mean, and we that, know that, now that she was an illegal. So. Yeah, that, bul- that bulge on the back of her neck is bigger than her. On his ba- the bulge on the back of his neck is bigger than her. <laughs> I heard that if you put a light bulb in his mouth, it lights up. <laughs> Uncle Fester. <laughs> Uncle Fester wasn't tall, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Yeah. All right. You, uh, got, you a... got a best person? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Joel Miller, 42, of Nebraska. Um, <laughs> it was kind of going around on um, that this guy got caught in Nebraska, and uh, he's a prolific serial killer. And I know what you're asking yourself, like, why would you be saying a serial killer is um, actually a, the great person of the week? Uh, it's because he only killed pedophiles. He is um, a 42-year-old vigilante from Nebraska was arrested for killing 30 pedophiles. Um, they got what they deserve, Joel Miller, 42, was saying, as he was trying to kill a notorious child abuser when he was caught by the cops. I think I think we need to take take this person's lead. Mhm. Yeah. You know, you know like Trump called for the death death penalty or um um the death penalty for drug traffickers, you know, because like they kill 500 people. Uh, you know, it's horrific. I think we need to extend that too to pedophiles. Like you get caught um, you know, diddling a kid. Um, 
you know, straight to the chamber. Yeah. All right. Well, my uh, my best person of the week. I'm just gonna go with Elon Musk because why not? <laughs> I mean, he fired. That, his... Yeah, he fired that engineer because he back talked him on Twitter. That's pretty hilarious. Did Did you uh, hear about his latest memo? Uh. Uh-uh. He said uh, to try and get revenue up. You know, we need to work extra hours, and and our coders are going to be the ones that really lead us the way there. Um, so uh, they need to be an integral part of the conversation. Um, uh, but I mean, we need to work hard. We need to work long hours, and I need people here that are not afraid to, um, to, you know, work these long hours. Um, and he's like, if you're not interested, let me know by Friday and I'll give you three months severance. Uh, otherwise I look forward to building something great with you guys. And supposedly there was like 75% of the staff was like, of the remaining staff was like, I want to get out of here. Yeah. I mean, I think they, they're, they're seeing that it's probably not a great thing to stay if you don't agree with the way he's going to run the company because I mean, why, I mean, if you're going to, if you're just going to show up and not do your job, why would you stay? Yeah. I don't know. But no, definitely. Well, all right. Looks like that brings us to the end of the podcast. Our contact information's in the uh, description. So have a good week.